Yeah, your mental matters, mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters, yo. Your mental matters ain't a simple pattern. We need to have a central chatter. Food for thought, grab a platter. My mental ain't for rental. I'm a central man, it's simple. I'm a ripple in the rip though. I don't wanna sick my ship, so gotta know your mental. Black life is hard, I don't resent though. Feelings really real, we should present those. Talk about it, you should know your mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters, yeah. What up, though? What up, Hallelujah. Though? Praise God. <laughs> It's hot. <laughs> welcome to summertime in the D, not really. And welcome back to the Mental Matters Podcast, all about man up properly for the culture, black men, mental health, sometimes jerk chicken, sometimes not. Mm-hmm. Today, yes. And I am Rich, one of your favorite co-hosts, along with my brother Jarrell. What up, though, brother? What up, though? I'm always here. Happy to be here. I'm glad that Rich is still uh, keeping me on board. Listen, it's good to be seen. <laughs> oh man! Big ups to my brother, uh, new hair who it is, uh, Malibu Mitchell in the building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, I went four months without a haircut, so this that was the longest I've ever been without one. Probably since I was like twelve or eleven when I grew out of Afro then. That's all. Yeah, everybody said I looked like uh, when I was eleven. Everybody said I looked like Doughboy. Off of Boys in the Hood when he was, you know, Ice Cube when he was little. <laughs> yeah, so. Absolutely cannot. I had my hair growing out this long probably since I was, yeah, 12, 11, 12 years old. Keep it going, bro. He's been braided a few times. I'm going to eventually commit. Like, get like the braided, like, man bun, like, going on. Oh, so. boy. That's that's the plan? Yeah. So I didn't know what was he was going for. I was just like, I I didn't know what I was going for, so I was like, if I ain't know, I don't know if he know, but I ain't know what I was doing, so maybe he know what he doing, because I'm sitting here, still don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know how Wade had it his last season in the NBA? I'm going to try to get to that. Oh. But I want to be a little bit, like, fresher than that, though. Just don't fumble the ball at the three-point line, because I still think that was a lucky-ass three-pointer. <laughs> like you, know, you already know what Sean was talking about. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's my house! It's like... <laughs> yeah really this your house we gave him that this is last season so but i also think yeah i think that was your favorite team now i think about it yeah that was mr warriors there you go boom <laughs> your face we are at episode 52 hey we have gotten past the 50 points we had a great last episode about um black men having safe spaces and you know being the change that we want to see in society and a while ago, we had my good brother Blair kicking with us about the subject of black men don't cheat, and definitely an honest and real raw discussion. And today is follow up number two, so this is the sequel to that episode, and we wanted to bring them back because we have some, um, we got some shit we got to get into. Let's just call it what it is, <laughs> and um, I'm pretty sure that's. Um, first and foremost, why even go any further? B, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm making it happen, dude. You know me, just chilling. Make, taking day one, taking day by day. Yes, sir. Just chilling, man. As much as I can in this in this pandemic. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a lot yeah, more man. different. Like I'm used to like 
embracing getting hugs from both of y'all. So this is a. I'm still tired of this shit. Like, hopefully we can find a studio real soon. But I don't. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll figure that shit out. I guess. Uh man, be you out here repping Michigan State per usual. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. You know, I didn't. You know, I got the haircut, but it ain't brushed, so I didn't. Uh. I didn't want to come out here to. Yeah, you know, I gotta have more precision. But um, yeah, man, I even put on the, I put on the hoodie because I wasn't turning the air off because it's hot. <laughs> Listen, that air is going right now as we speak. But luckily for me, I just got back in the house, so I mean, oh man, it might or might not be sixty six degrees in my house, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, oh. <laughs> seventy or below is always good. That's where we keep it. So B lives in the igloo. Yes, sir. And I'm a summer baby, so it don't matter to me. <laughs> and Jarrell wants Jarrell. to live in Atlanta, low key. So, some sometimes I get that Atlanta craving every now and then. I'm somebody, time, so, yeah. Somebody hit me with that Atlanta talk. I was like, Nah, man, <laughs> it's, it's too hot there, man. It's, it's way too hot. Yeah, I, I, I just, I feel like I could take our hot, but yeah. that's dry heat, dude. Like I can't deal with that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I haven't been on there in the summer. I went in January, so it was like 70, 72. So I loved it that time. Bro, like my sister, she she lives in um Macon or Thomason, one of those areas. Mm-hmm. So we went down there when my niece graduated. This was some years ago. She had graduated from high school. Mm-hmm. And it dude, when I tell you it was 80 degrees by seven in the morning. <laughs> And, and just it's nothing there it's just like dirt and dry and hot I'm like I'm not coming back and I ain't been back since <laughs> man well yeah I mean it's good to see y'all in good health things of that nature mm-hmm. and um yeah. you know for me I'm just just happy to be here I've been doing a lot of healing lately for myself personally um and for those that don't know I'm going to just start off by saying black men need therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them. I don't care if you think you're the most healthy person in the world, is a happy-go-lucky person, et cetera. I used to, well, I still am that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still true to myself. <laughs> but I found out, so disclaimer, I started therapy, y'all. And um, for me, that's a huge thing because I've always been the rock in my family mm-hmm. to a degree. And I found myself compressing a lot of things. And I didn't realize how much I compressed the shit until my first therapy session last week. And I was just like, damn, like everything from like, you know, my parents raising me to their addiction. And I was able to share sunlight with you all um, on these airways, if you will. But I realized how much, it is needed because we always talk about our physical fitness. You know, we had on my brother, uh, David McCuller, the CEO of Inception. Mm -hmm. And um, he talked about the, I guess the synergy between physical and mental health, how you need to carry out fitness for both of them. 
and I realized how strong my arm and leg muscles are, but how weak my mental muscle is. And I was just like, all right, so you're just going to be all in my goddamn business? That's cool. So I did a little homework and um, had some shit happen over the last couple of days, last seven days even, but I was able to sort that out a lot quicker than I usually would. You know, it just, I, I found the most important thing is what we have here is our inner circle to talk about it, to decompress mm-hmm. about it and get it out. And then, you know, to share about it. And so, you know, this is what we're all about. This is what the podcast is all about. And again, we when it's time to have those sacred conversations about whatever it is we're going through and we just need to talk to the fellas and, you know, kind of sort out what, we thought it was and just kind of get some clarity to our everyday lives mm-hmm. come together in forms like this. So episode 50 and 51 was dedicated to being more of a community such that, and we're here to keep the trend going in 52. So, um, so as we get started with this Blair, um, last time we had you on, we talked about, um, I, I forgot who even started this shit. I think it was, a song or something that came out about black men don't cheat. And we talked mm-hmm. about, you know, why, you know, what we're trying to change as far as the narrative of black men don't cheat. And, you know, really get into the roots of, you know, why it's important to kind of be a stand up guy, if you will, because we're trying to change that narrative. Mm-hmm. And you confessed something to me recently that you wanted to clear the air about. And, uh, I thought that it was important, not that we need to pull a Will and Jada these days, because this ain't no red table, this is my table, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) No entanglements over here. And, um, no, I just wanted to give you a chance to speak your truth, and we can talk about it, and this is a a judgment-free zone, and we're going to start by letting each other know, one of y'all know I love y'all, and I can't say what stays in this room stays in this room, but... You know, <laughs> it's a sacred space where, you know, black men need to speak their truth. And so this is a transparency discussion mm-hmm. and it's not for the immature mind. So this is what this whole thing's about. So, um, so Blair, what, what, what's been going on with you, man? Let's, let's just jump into it. So let's jump into it, man. Um, first, thank you guys for allowing me this, uh, this opportunity to come and clear the airwaves and you know talk about pretty much what my life has been for the last I guess you can say maybe five months six months since February mm-hmm. so um even going back further than that as you mentioned I did come on the um, podcast and we were talking about um cheating of course all different well, just over a year I think right I think so. It has, it's crazy how that time went. <laughs> it's gone. But yeah, and I was, it's crazy because that was the first thing I thought, well, one of the first things I thought about when this all happened. But um, what I will say about the podcast is when we were talking about everything, I did have some views about cheating, what's considered cheating, what's not. And I, my views were real. You know, this is how I did view cheating unfortunately I was being a hypocrite so with that um during that time and times before that and after that I was cheating um 
And it was during my relationship with a girl that I still love, you know, I tell her every day. Um, and, you know, it, I guess it was something where it was like, and I don't know how far you want me to go into it right now, but. This is um, your form, brother. We are here. To okay. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So, yeah, man, basically I I was doing it and um, it was one of those things where I didn't really know myself anymore. You know what I mean? And of course, cheating is never good. I was aware of what I was doing, you know, but the thing was, it was like, why are my feelings like so numb to this? You know what I mean? And um I think one of the things that I I realized about myself, and, and, and it's just like when you think about being a bank robber, right? All you're thinking about is this is something that you want, you know, whether it's money or jewels, diamonds, whatever you're robbing a bank for. But you never think about what you would do if you get caught because you never think you're going to get caught. You know, you're just right. thinking, ah, oh, by that time, I'll be done. I'll be good. I'll be whatever. That's what I was thinking you know um so i mean even going to the weekend so the sad part about it was it was my dad's back in the hospital now but it was the weekend and rich i think you you know more about this but um my dad has been going through a lot of health struggles so it was the weekend that my dad actually got out of the hospital from being there for about two two and a half months right and um everything was good man everything was good until that last weekend or the last day right and um you know i had to be up early and um you know i i got up early and i'm skipping in between the story because i don't know how much you would feel comfortable with me revealing and everything so i'm keeping that in mind as well but i mean again um, this is yeah this is your <laughs> this is your story i, I don't want to rob right. you of your experience of getting it out but at the same time I mean I want to be respectful respectful of whatever you want to share I mean this is the community so um, right right it's up to you yeah 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 man and uh, we we talked a little bit about it she was kind of telling me like this is your time you know we're I'm good on everything like and when she says that she's at peace with everything I should say um while still of course working through it but um that weekend man stuff just blew up <laughs> in my face and that's the best way to tell it man um I had to be up early and um we were doing an event for we were doing an event for the fraternity and um you know I had to be up and go there at about 5 a.m and um I got home you know uh and I, of course I fell asleep she was up you know but I fell asleep and um next thing I know I'm waking up to keys in my face you know <laughs> like and then it was a wrap you know and um when I tell you of course I still had some growing to do after that but when I tell you man when you see keys in your face or something being given back to you that you because this was keys to my apartment that I had given her and mm. she was giving them back so I was like, when I saw that, I'm like, damn, I, I, I ain't doing this no more. <laughs> you know, like I learned my lesson in a matter yeah. of five seconds. So I felt, you know, and um, man, I tried my damnedest, dude. Like, um, 
because you you guys know she doesn't live here right we are long distance right and that was one of the reasons why i felt like you know i, I had no no shame in what i was doing because she wasn't here you know mm-hmm. and it was like um as i was going through it i'm like man and and then even my friends you know they're saying blair you need to chill you need to this you need to that but I'm like, man, I'll I do, I, I was so cocky. I'm like, I'll cross that bridge when I get there, you know, and mm-hmm. not knowing that that bridge was long as hell, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, if, if I could have just, because at the time, I, I, it's like, like I said, it's like, you know, what you're doing is not something that you should be. And you know that the girl that you're with like she's above everything you know like in your mind at least but it's like you're not showing that you know you're not showing that that you love her so then and and this is something that she was saying she's she's pretty literal when she speaks you know so she was on the thing said how can you say that if you've done x y and z you know Mm -hmm. And I'm like, nah, man, I know, like, I know I didn't show it, but I, I know I love you. I know this, I know I, this is what I want with you. I know, but I didn't show it. And, um, you know, it was like, it, it took a while, man, um, for us to get back to the point where we're at now. Um, and my, she, she's beautiful, man. I, I'll say that she's a beautiful girl. When I you tell don't just you, mean like, physically though. Physically, emotionally, mentally, everything, like her spirit, dude, that's what it really is. And, um, you know, like after that, man, she was, cause she always got hit up for dates and stuff while we were together, you know, but man, when, when it said, when she showed that she was open to date, I was like, dog, I was not ready for this smoke, bro. <laughs> I was not ready for guys to be approaching someone who I still feel like is my girl and then she's being in the position to accept it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm like, shit, man, what did I do? <laughs> like, and um, you know, it was, it was, she did go on dates and you know, she did her thing. And um, mm-hmm. you know, what I can say now is that during this i don't i don't want to skip over the parts of what it changed for me because um during this time and this in this time of me being alone so to speak you know um i got sick <laughs> you know I don't, like i don't know if it was a corona or not but like 2 weeks after we broke up i was sick and a lot of people don't notice but i was preparing bro because i was like you know what it it just didn't feel like nothing was getting better on top of me being physically sick. My mind was messed up. My, my heart is broken because of what I did, like all these different things. And I'm like, man, you know what, God, I, I don't know if this is it, but I'm okay. <laughs> because I was saying, I was on the time of like, not saying I was going to end it or nothing like that on myself. But what I'm saying is like, man, you've hurt people in this short span of time and in this and when i say in the short span of time of when it got found out but this spans over some years bro mm. and um like the the people that i hurt of course i hurt my my girl you know but 
the other people that were involved, they were hurt as well because these were relationships that I had for a while, you know? So I had to deal with the fact that, yeah, I did something wrong with them, but now I'm the common denominator in all this, you know? Like, I don't know exactly how they felt, you know, but I know exactly how she felt. So that was the most important feeling. Right. And and then even a step further with that, I'm like, man, if they felt how she felt, of course, I want to take her feelings above everything, but I can't deny. I'm like, damn, I did that to them too, you know, <laughs> and, and, and and just with what I thought at the time were regular actions, you know, quote unquote. And um, I can honestly say, and her and I talk every day, man, every, even during this whole thing, we talk every day. We probably talk more on the phone now than we did when we were in a relationship, you know. Wow. And um So yeah, do you man. say that you've increased your communication with her? Oh definitely. Definitely. We talk most of the day and every night. You know. And mm-hmm. she has weird work hours, so um like during those times it's hard to communicate during the because she works like midnight, night or evening to midnight. Mm-hmm. So it's it's tough, you know, to <clears throat> communicate during that time, but what I will say is, man, it's the, the transformation I've gone through has been mind blowing, bro. Mm-hmm. And like, when I say that is me, not because I always knew God, but I wasn't really dedicated, you know. So now I'm dedicated to the Lord. I got saved. I, I, I had to cut those people off, you know, and um, I feel better because one of the things that her and I talked about was um, you got to live right. So you don't have to lie. So you don't have to do all those things, you know, you got to live in the truth. Right. And, and that was the thing. It was like, all right, man, I got to get them out because what I want for my life is bigger than what I had with those girls, you know, Um, not to say they weren't good people or whatever. I'm not, throwing dirt on their name but it's just I'm I'm trying to go for something bigger right now and I know like that old saying everybody can't come with you and I learned that so much (laughs) you know like it's something that I had to get knocked over the head with to learn but um yeah man it's it's just been a wild ride man I'm going to church every Sunday now you ain't going to church, are you? I was about to say okay. virtually. Let's <laughs> say you better stay out that church, man. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm not going in, but um, it's it's good because her and I have started rebuilding our relationship from the ground up. You know, um, I hate to say like, because with this stuff, you have to have a you have to do a lot of self self discovery. You know, and. I used to tell her, I'm like, nah, man, I was good. I'm, I was changing. I was this, I was that. She said, no, nah, this had to happen because you wasn't going to change. And of course, you never want to hear that about yourself because of course you don't, you don't think that you're the one doing the bad. You're like, no, nah. or even if you do think you're doing the bad, like in my case, it's like, no, nah, I know how I can make, I, I can make this right. Just give me a minute and I got you, you know, right. but she, I, I gotta, I mean, the thing about it is if that was the case, this would have happened. This would have stopped a long time ago and it didn't, you know? And, um, 
Yeah, man. I, all I can say is God has helped us through this. You know, we're back to dating exclusively. Um, yeah, man. We're, we talk every night. The part of the reason that we talk every night is because we do Bible study, our own Bible study. Mm. So, um, yeah, we downloaded that Bible app. I've always had it, but I never used it as much as I have in these last five or six months, you know? <laughs> and, um, I, I mean, we, we do plans. We check out verses of the day. We, I think now it's like we're being more intentional with how we want to go about being together, you know? Right. And the fact that I can even come back from this, because I always thought, man, nah, man, you, you do this, it's over. But the this goes back to the beautiful spirit and everything that she has. It's like she told me that she always felt like I was a good person, you know, and um, she knew my heart and she knew the different things I was going through while I was doing these things that I shouldn't have been doing, you know, because it wasn't just the, the, the cheating. It was um, emotional abuse to her and it mm. was not putting my family first and it was um, it was a bunch of these different things that I let take me away from the things that matter, you know, like, and I'll say it like alpha was one of them, you know, mm. and I let alpha take me away from a lot of different things that I should have been there with my family for. Like my cousin, I told you, you guys, she's on DYC, um, Detroit youth choir. She was on stage at uh, America's got talent. And, um, that's one of the things where I'm like, damn, I don't want to be one of those people that's jumping on the bandwagon now because you're a celebrity and stuff, you know, you're, cause you're, she's 13, bro. So it's like, I want to, but I, I don't want to say, yeah, I've always been there for you, but I always have, you know, since she was a baby and um, everything. So now I say that to say is that I miss some of her performances because of stuff that I felt was more important than my family. Mm-hmm. I missed out on, I had to reschedule a lot of stuff with my girl because of things that I felt was a little more important than what plans we had or different things that we wanted to do right. because I'm being pulled in all these different directions. And it's like, well, your family is consistent. You know, your, your girl is consistent, your cousins, whoever is consistent, but I can leave out and go to another chapter. You know, I can leave this job and get another job, you know, and um, I guess what that's another thing that I've learned, man, is always put what's important to you first and what should be important to you first, man. So mm-hmm. um, her and I, we've done so much and we've grown, both grown so much, man. We, we um, got in couples counseling and um, we're, we've been working through that for a couple, oh, I'll say about a couple months now. And um, it seems to be working because different things are coming out in both of us that, you know, we didn't even know that helped mold a relationship, you know. So we're trying to fix all this now for the long term. Gotcha. And, um, yeah, and I got my own I've, my own counselor, you know. <laughs> Rich, you might know him, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, basically. <laughs> but, no, man, um, I like Thursday is my counseling day. Like in the morning I'm at couples and then at the afternoon I, I, I'm talking to my counselor about whatever's going on, man. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Yeah, I've, 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 I've hit every avenue I can to make this right, man. And yeah, that, that's my story <laughs> in a nutshell. Well, first and foremost, brother, I want to just say I applaud you. Um, yep. There's not a lot of black men that own their shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've had our discussions about it. I mean, I, I'm st- I still had to process it because for me, it made me one. I didn't, I didn't look at you differently at all. It made me reevaluate the human aspect of being, of being human, mm-hmm. you know? So it made me look, take a look into myself and say, okay, I'm on a different path than Blair right now. Like he's in the dating serious relationship space. I'm in the partnership marriage wealth building stage, if you will. Mm-hmm. And there was a point of time in our relationship where there was a emotional disconnect. And just for a moment of transparency, I mean, we are all here to speak our truths. And Jarrell, mm-hmm. I don't even know if you have experienced this or not, but for me, I had to look at the complex of, you know, black men don't cheat as in several different facets. One is the obvious apparent incident of like sexual infidelity, if you will. That's one aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other is, I, w- I will say, like emotionally, um, emotional infidelity. So, you know, going to someone with your feelings and emotions versus the person you said that you entrust those feelings and emotions with. Um, you know, spiritually, you know, that's obviously one of them. And I don't think that I've been the most spiritual person in the world. But at the same time, I've always had a certain belief in God. And I believe that he will order my steps as best fit. And I strongly do believe in that that this was supposed to be a discussion so that I can say, all right, God, let's look at some things internally to see what I'm doing that would even warrant infidelity, if you will. So financial infidelity, another one. Um, I remember when I moved to, moved to I mean, you may have, may have told y'all this story. Maybe not. I don't know. We're about to find out. But <laughs> I moved to Grand Rapids after college and um, living by myself, you know, one of the first time I've been in this serious relationship, engaged to be married and now living by myself again. You know, before that, we, I hadn't lived by myself since I lived, I can't even say, I lived with my mom and then I shacked on campus when I was pledging. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it happens to be living with Elena in our dorm. Um, dorm apartment and so I've never had a space to myself while being in a relationship you know so similar to Blair to your experience you had a moment to sit to yourself and say shit you know what I'm saying for me it was a little different because it was like I'm in I've been in this committed relationship this far this long and I'm literally by myself now and mm-hmm. Technology is a real thing. You know, you, one of my favorite songs that talks about it is, uh, f- what's that, uh, Photograph by J. Cole on, uh, 
on KOD. He talks to him about, mm-hmm. you know, saying things on social media, you know, you know, adhering from the double taps and the sharing of photos and all of the crazy type shit. And like, you know, just knowing people and being in those spaces. Um, I will say that fraternities, there's a lot of good to them, but that's if you use them for good. And some people have been known to use them for the social influence. Um, For those that, and this is not to throw any business out there at all, but for those that are here in the Twitter streets that listen to this podcast may have seen a bunch of allegations go out about several individuals, whether it be um, in fraternities or athletes, things of that nature. Um, I want to say first and foremost that um, let's respect the fact that they are allegations until the court proves them otherwise. None have come against me. Let's just be transparent here. Um, right, exactly. It was, you know, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, for me to say I've been 100% squeaky clean, it depends on who you're asking, right? It can be like, did you double tap somebody's photo that you probably shouldn't have? Did you mm-hmm. like someone's Instagram story that you probably shouldn't do that shit? You know what I'm saying? Did you, and I've seen this happen with somebody else, you know, did you share a photo of somebody that's in my circle? You know what I'm saying? Like, these are behaviors that turn into that toxic behavior that leads people into cheating. Um, and, but I don't know if you even want to get into the weeds of that, but I know that for myself, you know, I had to look at that because from taking the attention off of her, we start looking for it in different ways. And for me, it was like, I remember it came to a point where there was, this literally happened, I think in, was it 2017? 2017 was my bout with depression. And I remember I went to double tapping and liking pictures and commenting on pictures. And she saw that shit. Mm-hmm. And it was literally a moment where she felt so betrayed. There was no literal like intercourse or anything. Um, but it was that other type of mm-hmm. infidelity. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was one the image, you know, and being in a fraternity, you, a lot of people look at you, it's like you're a certain type of guy, or people mm-hmm. look at you as a certain type of guy. <laughs> you know, know the difference, right? Um, you can be this boyish boy or, you know, this outstanding leader figure that everyone expects to be perfect. I am not perfect by any means of the nature, nor have I ever claimed to be, and God orders my steps every single day until I get it right every single day. Let's mm-hmm. make that clear. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that moment where she saw the, you know, the DMs and things of that nature, she was just like, so do you even love me? Like, do we even, do we even keep this going? Because mm-hmm. at this point, this is, she, she dropped the D word. It was, maybe we needed a divorce because mm-hmm. this is embarrassing. Like, I don't want to be with someone that's going to embarrass me. Mm-hmm. Like, Granted, you know, she's strongly a proponent of it. And she said this in jokingly fashion, which I don't take literally. Um, you know, if you have your dirt, cover it up. Don't make me a part of your shit. Don't embarrass me. But I'm like, I'm going to take it a step further. Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, 
And for all my fellas that know this moment, you know the beehive is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Those that love Beyonce love her until the wheels fucking fall off. Mm-hmm. And she can say, you know, Donald Trump's the best man in the world. No, she wouldn't say that, though. But <laughs> she can literally she say did. something. Uh, <laughs> right. It'd be like, mm, B, I don't know, but we're going to fuck with you. Like, I'm pretty right, sure right. it's going to be a strong <laughs> following. But we're just going to dispel this and say, yeah, fuck that dude. Um, that's never going to happen because I, I right. doubt it. Um, so leading back to the point, all seriousness intended, um, I had to look at myself a little differently. I had to look at myself of while I didn't say I was this perfect being, I had to look at the ways that I communicated with my wife, with my mm-hmm. partner, with the person I took those vows in front of, with the people that celebrated with us on our wedding day. Like, not that I, not that they're involved in this, but this is betraying more than just her. This yeah. is betraying our circles. This is betraying all the people that say we believe in this marriage, we vouch for this marriage, we give, like, you know, we hope God oversees this marriage. I betray all of that by cheating, and for that now it's just like I had to look at that and say, all right. And I use this as my advice when I mentor and things of that nature now is that how can I channel all of those desires into one person? Like, how can I say, you know, you know, I guess from the standpoint of, you know, we've all looked at pictures that are probably inappropriate. Let's let's be completely real here. We've looked at, you know, women with, you know, certain curves and figures, things of that nature. And it's just like, one of the first thoughts we think of is like, man, what would it be if I was in that? You know what I'm saying? We've had that thought. Let's be real. (laughs) And I've gotten to the point early in my relationship, I said, but I guarantee she can't make macaroni and cheese like Elena. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I'm getting, I've also gotten to the point where it's just like, keep that same energy and take it to her in the in the room, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And for me, that was that was powerful. It was like, don't be stupid, you know what I'm saying? Like this person in all their glory, like you know, alluded to earlier, Blair, is everything you asked for. You prayed about more than likely. I know I did. It, I had a dream when I was in tenth yeah. or eleventh grade. I want to say tenth, ninth or tenth grade. It was this. I don't know who this person was. It was a black woman, long, dark hair, brown skin. And it was like, she was just a spirit out in the world. She didn't have a certain, like whatever, like figure, or it wasn't just, it was just a person. It was a being. And I said that if I find that again, I'm going to follow the rules that my great granddad said, of when you find a good thing, you don't let it go. You hold on to it. Mm -hmm. And I strongly believe that in 2010, that was the person I said I, w- I would make my wife one day. And so all that to say, there's going to be, I think, distractions. I know we have a few things we want to get into here. There's going to be distractions all around you um, every single day. Let's call it what it is. But at the end of the day, it's about the decisions you make and channeling that energy for something good. 
Um, at least that's my story. That's my narrative. That's what I can attest to. And so I definitely think that that's, you know, like your point, we communicate more. Like my emotions, how I feel mentally, how I feel physically. Um, my feelings of sadness, you know what I'm saying? I often attribute those bad decisions and those bad DMs to my bouts of depression because I was going through something where, um, and I'll talk about this even, I was going through something where I didn't feel a man enough. Mm. I wanted somebody to stroke my ego. Mm. And Elena's not the person to be like, you're just the perfect little person. Nothing's ever wrong with you. No, she's like, all right, since you feel like you've been trash, what you going to do about it? And I was just like, damn, that wasn't what I was looking for. So in those instances of weakness and depression, I tried to find something that would stroke my ego. Mm -hmm. And so whether it be emotionally or like, you know, whatever it may be, what I found was is at the end of the day, those wouldn't be, you know, relationships that I could cultivate because that's not your girlfriend. That's not your wife. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I had to get out of that. So I had to stop all the like, stop all the photographs, searching and such, and channel all that communication and energy into my immediate ecosystem, into my spouse, into my brothers, and be like, hey, or some other friends is like, hey. This is what I'm going through, and this is how I feel about it. Right. And so that helped me a lot. And so um, as we go through this episode, there's some things we want to unpack here. Um, I'm going to say that, again, I applaud you. It's not an easy thing to deal with. Infidelity is a real thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, when, I first, when you first started me, I was just sitting there like, I did not expect that to be the conversation we have that day. <laughs> Tell me about it. I, I was sitting there like, I thought it was something completely other side. Like, yeah, I ran for this position, but I decided I ain't going to do it no more. <laughs> I thought it was going to be that, and I was about to be crushed. Yeah. Rushed. So then when that happened, it was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> that, no. No, 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 yeah. no, no. That, that couldn't have been it. <laughs> no, nah, mm-mm. no. They don't want to beat your ass. I just, <laughs> and I accept that. I, I was accepting it. I was because whatever anybody asked for me. <laughs> and I'm not even going to get into that, but I legit look at you as like my immediate little brother. And mm-hmm. when you came to me to say that, I was just like, I know he's not looking for the advice for me to help him fix it because as a man, this is something he's going to have to fix on his own. But emotionally and to help steer straight, if that's what you will want from me, I'm here to, I'm here to provide that. You know what I'm saying? And so moving forward, even though, I mean, I know you guys are on the right track up and up and I hope that the good progress continues and you have your, um, that you continue to have your struggles and you work through them. I hope that happens too. Um, but, you know, again, if you ever need to branch out and, you know, refocus, I mean, you already know what we do. So, 
got you. Um, but Jarrell, you, you've been quiet, brother. <laughs> but um, what are your thoughts? I mean, I know you're married and all that good stuff, and I always strongly believe that there's no such thing as a perfect paradise, but I'm also not trying to cause any ripples that don't exist, right? Yeah. But, you know, what, what are your thoughts? No, I I can definitely attest to, you know, what you said um, regarding, like, the, the likes and things like that. You know, I had to have a discussion at one point about, you know, why are you giving so much attention to Facebook and not me? I had that discussion with my wife before, so. And it's not, it's not an easy discussion to have because it's not, like you said, it's not rooted in you, you know, being deceitful or you trying to, um, you know, trying to get something past someone or, or trying to, like, cheat or anything like that. You're honestly just, you know, giving your attention to Facebook. You're going through likes. You're looking at photos and things like that. So um, I've had that discussion before. And like I said, it's not an easy discussion to have. But besides having that discussion, um, that's, that's like the first thing you have to do, um, in my opinion, to fix it, is to actually just have that discussion. And it's not easy. And it seems like it's like the longest discussion in the world. <laughs> Um, it seems like it's never ending. Um, Listen, when they play Sandcastles, you know, for all my brothers who have heard the song Sandcastles, mm-hmm. when I heard her sing, like playing that shit, she was like, I want you to sit down and listen to this shit. And mm-hmm. I sat there and I cried. I was like, wow. Like, I legit, like, shed some tears. I was like, I can see that. Because it was never just the I love you, I love you too relationship. It was also always about building these things, building this wealth of somebody. And if you literally think of the construct of sandcastles, literally, like, you just let whatever just wash it all over. And now we got to build these castles up from the ground up again. And and Blair, you kind of talked about that in terms of getting back to the root and the foundation of what you both are together about, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so... Again, for the Beehive fans, I see why y'all like Beyonce so damn much. Um, when I heard uh, Jay-Z's 444, um, again, that was 2017. Mm-hmm. And that was the same year where I had to re-listen to Beyonce's album, right? And then 444 came out. And that's been one of my favorite albums by Sean Carter himself mm-hmm. because it showed the man that you know, we can all relate to. In fact, for those that don't know their mental matters history, a lot of the footnotes were part of the reason why we decided to make this podcast. Right. Mm. So, let that... <laughs> let that, that bomb drop. <laughs> like, that is the main reason why we said this podcast is important because when it's time for men to have these conversations, we're going to have them and we're going to get to the nitty gritty. We're going to get to the feelings. We're going to get to all that stuff. So was there any sense of shame, Blair? Like, I mean, obviously in the moment, I mean, I don't know where your thought process was because I can only imagine. But especially when she found out, like, what did what what did you, like, mentally go through? Like, was there any the stress was any depression like you know not just the regrets of getting caught but like what what kind of emotions did you experience from that 
I think all of them, <laughs> bro. Like honestly, like um like what was the first the, one? The first one I so are are you asking like when it all went down or during the acts? So I can imagine that for me mm-hmm. when we had to have that discussion and then we you know, it was like the whole divorce word. I feel mm-hmm. like everything was ripped out of me. Yeah. Like it was like emptiness. Like, no, your happiness is no more. It's game over. I'm about to. Right. It's like the emotional part of me was dead. Like, mm-hmm. that's how I felt. So, like, that was the moment where it was like, I know this was wrong. I still did like a dumbass. And now that's a deal breaker for her. You know what I'm saying? And so being that as a deal breaker, now it's for her to decide if we're going to keep this thing rocking. So, you know, when she was like, maybe we need to just nix this whole thing. Like, what was that first raw emotion that you felt? I didn't, because it's funny, like, because it happened, she woke me up to it, you know? So that when you're first waking up, you're not in your right mind anyway for at least five minutes, you know? Yeah. So then um, when it finally set in as to what was happening, I didn't believe it. You know, it was something that was going on right in my face. And it was like, nah, man, let's just sit down. Let's talk about this. We'll be all right. But it wasn't happening like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And... um I was, I guess, I was so shocked, you know, that I, I just didn't believe what it, it is like. You're watching this happen, but it's not necessarily you're watching your life play out, but it's like you're watching it from the front row seat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, man, stop playing. Like, and come on now, let's let's just fix this. But she. Like I said, she was not having it. And um, as we talked, because we, when it happened, we talked for like a couple hours and she had to leave back to, um, you know, her home. And um, when she left, it's still, that's when it kind of set in, you know. Of course, when I saw the keys in my face, that's when it was like, wait, she not playing, you know. But I thought she was still going to leave with those keys, you know, yeah. and um, even still. So that weekend we had celebrated uh, Valentine's Day. So Valentine's Day was actually going to be the next weekend. Right. Mm. But we celebrated it early because um, she usually hangs with her best friend. You know, they what's Valentine's that? Day that. Yeah. Valentine's Day. And it worked out, too, because my dad was coming home that weekend. So my sister was in town. My dad was coming home. I was like, all right, you know, this will be a big celebration weekend. We can celebrate us. We can celebrate my dad, my sister, whoever. And then that's how it was for a while. You know, we were celebrating and, you know, my dad was home. You know, my sister was here. And then the plug got pulled. Mm. And it was like, and then, you know, it's like, it's like for, for, for my dudes, it's like, Let's say 
and you're playing 2K, right? And you 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 getting that triple double, right? And you one assist away from that triple double and the power go out and reset your whole system. Oh shit. <laughs> and it's, oh, it's, man. It's, it's your accomplishment and everything. That's how I felt. I felt like I got like the game freeze. Like the game for nah, or your file get corrupt or your person get the, all of those <laughs> that you can think of. It's like your deleted. my player person get deleted. You gotta start all over. All over, dog. And you don't want four know, championships with him and all four, that. You the man. Oh my god, I got all the VC. Got your all of it. All that stuff, and now you got to start over. It's like shit. Some it's, it's a fella out that. there is listening right now. It's like, damn, bro, that shit is like, fucked up. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like like all that combined into one, bro. So yeah, honestly. And going back to that, it's like, just going back to that place, I was like, man, it, it was so bad, bro. Like, I was wearing a shirt, you know. It was it was an older uh, Detroit versus everybody shirt. And it had, it had gotten older, so I had made it into a cutoff. I don't even wear that shirt anymore. Mm. I don't even wear that shirt anymore because it makes me replay that morning, you mm. know. Yeah. And it's weird because it's like, that's never happened to me. You know, it's never like, I'm, bad stuff has happened in my life, of course, but I was still able to get through these things. But now it's like, man, I can't even, I can't wear this shirt. I can't look at this stuff. She, I got her, of course, some Valentine's Day gift. I got her a stuffed dog. Of course, she didn't take it. And I had it for a long time. And I was like, Every because t- I wasn't even sleeping in my room for a while, you know, and like I, I I didn't because I uh, ironically I had gotten sick, so if I slept on the couch I was at least closer to the kitchen if I wanted to get some water or some you know whatever like the kitchen is here the bathroom is right next to it so if I was that sick or whatever I could just maneuver between those, but I didn't go in my room for so long because I knew that dog was still sitting on my nightstand Damn. next to those keys. You know what I mean? Next to that 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 heartfelt card that I wrote her, big card too, like a little. You know what I mean? But it like I didn't. It, it was so bad, bro. It was like I didn't even know what to do. Like I would just go out and drive, and I would end up my. I would want to go on the long drive, but I I had no. I didn't even know where to go, bro. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I just would drive to my mom and dad. And just sit out there for a while and then just be like, damn, let me go in here. And then that that's another thing. Um, and I, I know I'm kind of jumping off the original question, but it's okay because after this we we gonna we we get through this trauma, man. Yeah, and you know, you know, I my mom is I probably consider my mom my best friend, you know. And um that conversation that I had to have with her, her and my grandfather. Because my grandfather loves her, still does to this day. And um, those conversations that I had to have with them and say, yo, I fucked up. And more so my mom, because I I could tell my mom anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I didn't tell her this part of my life. And I was happy. And it, I'm going to tell my sister to listen to this, because she doesn't know how much she helped in that short span of a weekend. <laughs> but... I was happy because her being there made it a little bit easier, you know? Um, 
so my mom is not my sister's biological mother, but they, you know, they have a, they're inseparable, you know? Right. So, um, they, like, just her being there, because my mom, she's one of those people that would be like, wait, what? Repeat it? Repeat this? What'd you just say? And, you know, you don't want to just keep repeating <laughs> the, the, the bad shit that you just said about yourself. Yeah, you might start yelling that shit. Yeah. And I, I, I fucked like, up. Right. And that's really what it was going to be. I'm like, I can't even talk to my mom right now because I know that's how she's going to be. And my sister was the repeater, <laughs> you know, mm. she was the one that was repeating everything and putting it in Lena's terms for my mom to understand. And dude, when I say it, it really hit outside of, 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 of her, my, my girl, when, um, when I told my mom and then I told my grandfather, I've never had my grandpa in my almost 30 years of life be disappointed in me, Mm. you know, but when I, he didn't say it, but you could tell. He gave you that look, didn't he? Yeah, it's like that. For real? (laughs) You know? And that's the only ass whooping you need. He just look at you like. (laughs) Dude, I would rather take three ass whoopings from whoever (laughs) before I go through that you know what I mean like yeah it's it was just but I was like man you know what I had to I had to deal with it and at the time of course I wasn't as strong about it as I am now but it's just like man the person that you want to talk to the most is is the person who don't want to talk to you you know that's it the person that you want to explain yourself to don't want to hear it because they know what you're going to say mm-hmm. and they don't care because you still did everything, you know, like yeah. you did all these things that you knew. And she, that was the thing. Like she told me time and time again, she was like, if you have any time where you feel like you need to do this or look at another girl or whatever, just tell me so we can sort it out. And as a guy, you like oh, bullshit. You gonna leave me? <laughs> like I ain't falling for that. Right, that's it. <laughs> but honestly, that's just when you say a person is one in a million. I really feel like she is that one that is willing to talk about any and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter how bad it is. Because the one thing is that she did tell me she was like, "You took the control away from me to fix." Yes. It. Mm-hmm. and it's like if you, so you made the decision for her. Yeah. right and I was like nah man I'm not messing with this and then on top of it it's like I didn't even like the person who I was overall so I'm like let me just fight this battle and get out of this mindset you know with the with the depression with the 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 need to feel validated by people you know who don't right. feel the same about you it was like those are the people that I was running to and the other per- only person that I should have been running to was right in my face. And she and told that's me. It. Yeah. And, and, and that's the bad part. She told me. It's just I didn't believe it because that's that's too good to be true. You know what I mean? Like, wait, even if I do this, like, I know we're going to go through the, the hurt, the arguments and everything. But you telling me you still willing to work this out, even though, like, I, I'd have seen this movie before. Shout out to Blair's movie reel. 
But shout out um, to Blair's I, movie, <laughs> but I, I done seen this movie before, dude. I'm like, nah, ain't no way that you're gonna be willing to work this out. And I've done this to betray you. So in our in my sick mind, I'm like, let me just fix it before she finds out. Little did I know she already knew <laughs> and was still there. And that's, that's the crazy the thing. thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> for me, I think the last sense of hurt that I felt from that instance, and mm. this is not necessarily from yours, but from the moment where we were almost like contemplated divorce, was when I saw her. Now, I'll remind you, before I say this, she never does this shit. Like, she's right. one of the strongest people I know, which. I hate for it to be that way because black women have this narrative of not being protected and they always mm-hmm. have to be strong and not giving the ability to be make a decision to be strong. It's always forced upon them. Mm-hmm. By saying that, for me to see my, I'll say my heart, to see her cry, mm-hmm. that made me feel the lowest of lows because mm-hmm. even though I didn't physically commit infidelity, I might as well have. And to watch her cry as we listen to, again, to Lemonade album, <laughs> like, it was some little shit. And it was just like, when we decided, like, hey, you know, this is how we'll do that in the future, it was like, this made us stronger. And I think, Blair, what I heard you say is a lot through even telling your t- testimony through all this is that that experience has made you both stronger individually and mm-hmm. as a collective. And that's probably the most important part of this entire episode is that regardless if you get back together or not, the lessons you learn and the things you grow from in that, in that instance in life you literally become stronger. Mm-hmm. You know what not to do. You you can't eggshell step, but you have to understand like, hey, if I notice this, I do A. I don't do B or C because fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's the growth that after we talked about it a couple of weeks in a row about it, Blair, is that I was proud of you. I was like, he's growing into the man he's supposed to be. And that's perfect. You know what I'm saying? So with that, brother, I, again, not only applaud you, but I love you for that. Like that, that made me proud. Like, all right, I ain't gotta, I, I strongly feel as if when you told me the shit and you looked at me, I feel like the look I gave you was just like <laughs> that was enough. <laughs> no, like <laughs> I had to say I'm about to come to your house over in whatever street and beat your ass. <laughs> but the same thing, like you know, you knew. Again, it's like the same thing I talked about, as far as you know, my instance, if you will, from the financial things of buying a random PlayStation and TV mm. to the the crazy DMs, whatever that I was leaving at the time. Mm-hmm. I saw that I saw that trust leave and it was like 
I seen the look upon her face and it was just like, I ain't doing that shit again. Mm-hmm. Not even for the fact of because it's wrong, but because I don't want to ever do something intentionally that hurts her. Because if you truly love somebody, you wouldn't do things that even could potentially hurt them, even if they didn't find out. And that, to me, was the strongest thing I've ever had to watch you grow through and be able to relate to. And I think that if we had these conversations ahead of time, we might be having a different episode today, right? Um, it'd be about the crazy shit going on in the world today Um, which we'll get to that in another episode right (laughs) Um, (laughs) but you know we grow we learn we we learn who we can encompass ourselves with in these circles and you know you know that's why these spaces are so important that's why you know the brothers of this podcast got your back and this is not one of our traditional episodes, but again, it is, we're breaking normals of like black men and the stigma of mental illness. And, you know, this stems from, we talked about depression, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you not only, and I believe you said you're getting therapy personally, mm-hmm. but what if, I know you guys said you're doing Bible study, but what else are you guys doing together? Like, did you start like therapy at all? Like as far as like relationship therapy or couples therapy or? Yep. So we have a therapist that we meet with um, now twice, basically twice a month. Um, And she's given us, like when we first started, it was every week, you know, and um, she's given us a bunch of tools to kind of push our way towards marriage and a relationship and everything, because the, the stuff that we're doing it's like, okay, um, you know, we were together for four years, right? And then it's like, we're starting a new relationship, but this is not a stranger, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, we are growing as well. So I guess you can look at it as a quote unquote stranger, but I guess, um, yeah, man, we're, we're, we're going to therapy. We are um, we also do uh, check-ins pretty much every every week, every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And when I check in with her, it's like, when we both check in, it's like, we say, okay, this is what you did good this week. This is what you can work on, mm-hmm. okay. you know? And then we apply that to the next week and, you know, keep going. And we also have benchmarks. We set benchmarks that we want to see monthly. So, um you know, some of her issues with me and with our relationship or whatever, we set those as different benchmarks to see where we are on the spectrum. And the biggest one is trust, you know? So um, I think we just did one. I think it was not this past Sunday, but last Sunday, the Sunday before that. And, um, you know, when I say we've come so far in a short, what can be considered a short amount of time, Cause it's only been five months after what I've done, <laughs> you know, um, that's all I can ask for. And that's the things that we did get from the therapist, you know, being more intentional with what we're doing, being, mm-hmm. um, setting more goals for our relationships, um, yes. you know, setting, setting goals for how we want to be to take this thing for, you know, yeah. 
I tell them every day, like, I'm not just trying to be your boyfriend again. Like, that's never been my intent. I'm trying to lock it down, you know, and I can't. So trying to be your main man. I'm, I'm trying to, that's basically what I've been saying, bro. And one of the things that I, I convey to her a lot is in that um, I want my strong points to be her weak points, you know. And I want her weak points to be my strong point. You know, and well, I probably said that backwards, but you know, no, what I mean. you got it right. <laughs> yeah, and and with that, that way, because she's very independent, and she's not one of the people that's going to be like, I need this or whatever. Aren't but they all you know independent? So well, man, yeah, but damn, dog, <laughs> it's like you need me, bro. It's okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> and and the thing is. I, the way I explain it to her is like, I need you as well. You know, it's not like I'm saying this on some, I'm the man type shit. It's like, no, we need each other. Your strong points are my weak points and vice that's versa. It. So um, that's another benchmark that we set, you know, just her being open to like accepting help and accepting these things. And then accepting them for me because it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to expect you to help me even though you just punch me in the gut you know you know like not literally not literally for the people listening not literally i never put my hands on her oh don't worry because i would end the discipline and beat your ass with that so you good yeah, right <laughs> but no man it's like it's it's just that that's but that's what we've been doing for therapy you know um and that's what we've been getting from therapy as well with each other you know mm-hmm well, again, like, bro, I'm so proud of you, man. Like, this is a growing experience for everybody. I mean, hopefully people at home listening, you know, I hope that you all took something away from this important conversation because, you know, again, let, let's get back to the original focus of why we had Blair on to begin with. It's not that black man has historically never cheated in life because that would be the biggest fallacy of all, all the world. Mm-hmm. Depending right. on who you're talking to, we've all cheated in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. Right. But – the issue is trying to defeat and break down that narrative, eliminate the stigma of black men cheat all the time and just don't give it whatever based on mm-hmm. historical trends and what we've been allowed to get away with over decades of ancestors and things of that nature. And so there's a lot of generational curses being broken in 2020. Yep. Um, a lot of them. And we could spend another hour and a half doing it, but Y'all ain't going to listen that long. So, um, but just know that, you know, again, as I started this episode, I'll say that black men need therapy no matter what you're going through in life. There's a lot of pieces that we need to put together and figure things out. And a lot of the social norms are not normal. Like, we got some things we got to work on as black men for us to even dive into any other discussions to say otherwise is a damn lie. Therapy is, it's a tool we all need. And so I'm glad that you're taking steps, bro. Um, Again, we could probably go another three hours to chop it up. (laughs) Maybe we can incorporate something else like a live or something. I don't know. But most importantly, um, you know, I think one of the, some of the key takeaways from this discussion is, For those that are pursuing relationships in general, you know, not just the romantic ones, one, communication is key. It's the most cliche shit you've probably ever heard, 
but it is true. Communication, real communication, not just, well, I text you and you hit me back. It's like, right. no, like active communication, uncomfortable right. communication. It is key. Um, right. Intentionality, being very intentional with what your purpose is. Like, if you want that woman to be your wife, be, I am supporting that shit until she says yes, even if she tells you no a couple times in a row. Right. <laughs> uh, I appreciate if, that. If man. that's the desires of your heart and that's what you both want, I hope that that intentionality comes out. And I'm not just doing this to give me some play because I know that she's historically has listened to this podcast before. So this is not yeah. for play in any form of nature because <laughs> that's what y'all got to work out. But yeah. intentionality, communication is key. And I would also say, and I have to somewhat negate your point earlier about weak points being strong points for the other person. Mm-hmm. It is time to do the self-work. It mm-hmm. is time for you to fix the pieces that you don't think are strong amongst yourself. Yes, right. I am not the most financially savvy person in the world. My wife is the nerd when it comes to our money. She budgets down to the penny and cent. She even gives, my wife even gives me allowance. Let's just call it what it is. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm learning to be more financially responsible because for us to build wealth together, she depends on that. Mm-hmm. And there's certain things with me that she depends on. You know, granted, again, she's a strong black woman, but she's not a strong black woman because I, you know, She's not a strong black woman because I depend on her to be, because that's not fair. Mm-hmm. She's uh, definitely an alpha female. Um, but at the same time, we have our strengths that balance each other out, to your point earlier, Blair. And right. there's a difference between needing her to be that versus my jump shot not falling. Go. You know what I'm saying? You know, understanding where in the game to play certain players so we can both win together. Because the overall thing is not just a championship ring, it's a dynasty. And, you know, in fact, one of our Google Drive folders together says the life of the Winfrey dynasty, not bullshitting you. And so, you know, you speak those things as you want them to be. So that being said, I think that we can conclude this whole series of black men don't cheat by saying we know they do. We've done all done that shit some form or fashion somehow. But we're trying to be the best man we can be right. for the sole purpose of being the best men that we can be because how can we protect black women if we can't protect ourselves? Right. 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 So, so do you think we uh, <laughs> beat this thing down enough for me? I think so. No, but, uh, it's like both of y'all said before, um, you know, all have, you know, fallen short of the glory. Um, the thing is, is that how, like, Donnie McClurkin said, you know, we fall down, but we get up again. Gotta keep, That's it. Got to keep pushing. Got to keep um, setting, like, new goals to, to get towards. I know Blair touched on that as well. So I think, like, through through all the adversity and through all the, like, tribulations, it's, it's just that we just have to continue to get to the other side of it where we can look back and say, we overcame that, so let's continue to walk together. That's it. Yeah.
Our deacon brother, preacher, Terrell, has left us with the word. That's a word. That's it. Don't don't touch it. That's it. Don't even. Just. just. I I, I listen a lot. (laughs) That's why I love you, bro. (laughs) Shout out to. I'm going to do these shout outs because we're going to get up out of here real, real, real soon. Like in the next, like, whatever seconds. But. Um, Jarrell, you give like the most amazing birthday gifts ever. <laughs> like, so I had a birthday. It was cool. The big three one. And, um, Ooh. this man knows my recent obsession with cooking because apparently I'm a fake Gordon Ramsay with, uh, dreadlocks and shit. <laughs> well, locks, cause it's not dreadful, damn it. Mm-hmm. And this mug, and I, I want to show up, but I don't feel like getting up. <laughs> but we will share it in the Instagram streets Okay, about this really dope, like, apron that he got for me. And I was just like, <laughs> man, so man's a hundred grand, man. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get like you. I was trying, I was just trying to show you how much I appreciate you dealing with me and, uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> So I appreciate that, and um, best believe at the new house we gonna use that motherfucker. Yep. <laughs> oh, we dropping the dime already. We dropping Listen, the dime. Hopefully, uh, by the time y'all hear this, it will be ready. <laughs> <laughs> uh man. So with that being said, again, B, we love you, and um, you know, keep your head up. I'm a phone call away. I'm gonna get on your damn nerves, but that's for other reasons. <laughs> And right. um and that's the reason too, damn it. Um with that being said, um this is the Mental Matters Podcast, all about manning up properly for the culture and all the things that come along with it. And you know, make sure you subscribe, check us out at mentalmatterspod.com. We are on all social media trend, like constructs, if you will, of Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yes, we still have one. Um and you can find us on SoundCloud iHeart, Spotify, even um, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And yeah, looking to grow more. So uh, get your merch, get your get the t-shirts and things because we can't keep this thing going on, uh, on fumes. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. And, uh, and yeah, you got anything before we cut these lights out, man? I just want to say happy belated birthday because <laughs> I don't think we ever wished you a birthday because we recorded 50 and 51 in the same episode, basically. Yes, sir. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. We ain't done yet. We ain't done <laughs> celebrating. I hope not. Hell no. Nah. Corona got me messed up. We're going to do some things. <laughs> so, Blair, I forgot the, uh, the jerk chicken pasta salad I owe you and Rich, too. My dog. My dog. dog. (laughs) There is always a drop of jerk chicken on this episode, and that was the end of it. Boom. That being said, we love y'all. Stay up. And, yeah, black men need therapy. That's all I got.